It's Super Bowl week. Let's talk about somebody from New Mexico who came within 13 seconds of going to Super Bowl II. Michael Swigert here. Welcome to Enchanting People of New Mexico. We're sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Our award-winning Hatch Green and Red Chili Boy is it good. It's from locally owned farms in Hatch, New Mexico, the chili capital of the world. I want to talk about a former UNM Lobo and Dallas Cowboy, Don Perkins. He was a stellar high school, college, and National Football League running back. This is the week preceding the National Football League Super Bowl 58. Don Perkins attended the University of New Mexico on a football scholarship, wore jersey number 43, which UNM has retired. When he turned professional, he came within just a few seconds of going to Super Bowl number two. Yeah, I know it was a long time ago. Now, that Super Bowl was held in the Orange Bowl in Miami, Florida. Game temperature, 68 degrees. Then it was called the AFL-NFL World Championship game before it was labeled Super Bowl. Played on January 14, 1968. Instead, two weeks earlier for the NFL championship, played with the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay, the Dallas Cowboys, and Don Perkins, played in the much more famous Ice Bowl. That was played on New Year's Eve 1967. I'll tell you more about the Ice Bowl, where the wind chill, are you ready for this, was a minus 50 degrees. The field was completely frozen. I watched it on television, and boy, it looked cold. More about that in a moment. Today I'm talking about Donald Anthony Perkins. In those days, the 50s, it wasn't unusual that a good player would play both offense and defense, and so that's what Don Perkins did. And he had to really be in shape because he was on the field the whole 60 minutes of the game. On offense, he was a running back, and on defense, he was a defensive back for the UNM Lobos, along with being a kick returner. Now, in 1958, he led the nation in kickoff returns. That's how good he was. And he had a great National League football career. Then Don Perkins returned to New Mexico for the rest of his life, though he did a lot of work in other places, but this was his home. When Don Perkins went to the Dallas Cowboys, it was as a running back. But here's something unusual. When he signed a contract... With the Dallas Cowboys, they did not actually exist since they had not officially been admitted to the National Football League yet. It was really close. They would be shortly. So they had Don Perkins sign a personal services contract for $1,500 signing bonus and $10,000 a year. And while he played eight years for the Dallas Cowboys, he lived in Albuquerque all of the time except during the season. It was noted that after the last game, if when they flew in to Dallas and unloaded, he and his wife, Virginia, would gather up their four children, hop in their station wagon, and hurry back to Albuquerque, New Mexico. They didn't even stay the night in Dallas because that's how much they loved Albuquerque. Don Perkins was born and raised in Waterloo, Iowa. At Waterloo West High School, he lettered each year 
in everything, in football, in basketball, in track. You know, in track, he was the team captain as a junior. They had elected that. And then it seems a little odd, and but he was elected president of the student body his senior year. So what brought him to the University of New Mexico in Albuquerque? It's a long distance from Iowa. It was Hall of Fame now football coach Marv Levy, who was a coach in Iowa and saw him playing and then remembered how good he was. And he became a coach at UNM uh, for the Lobos. And he immediately said, well, I know this kid. And through his advocacy in 1956, Don Perkins was offered a scholarship and he accepted. So it's quite a move to Albuquerque. What an, an unusual thing. Michael Swickert here, Enchanting People of New Mexico. Each Wednesday, we do a podcast on people who are special to New Mexico. You can hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. On this Super Bowl 58 week, I'm talking about one of the greatest football players from New Mexico. Don Perkins came to Albuquerque to play at the University of New Mexico, and then he lived the rest of his 84 years in Albuquerque, other than temporarily during the football season for eight years while he played for the Dallas Cowboys. He was on their first teams. He was the first player to actually get 100 yards rushing. So he has some first. In his first season playing for the Dallas Cowboys, he was selected as the NFL Rookie of the Year and received Pro Bowl honors. On their the Dallas Cowboy Ring of Honor there at the Dallas Cowboy Stadium. It is his name and number up there. He was the second inductee in 1976. He finished his career in 1968, but in 1976, he was the second inductee. He and Don Meredith were inducted at the same time. And that was after Bob Lilly was selected in 1975. And they only had, first 20 years, they only had about nine inductees. So the first three, that was something important. An odd little issue. Now, Bob Lilly played for Dallas on defense. Don Perkins played running back. And Don Meredith was the quarterback. They were the first three Dallas Cowboys to be in the ring of honor. And all three, at one time or another, lived in New Mexico. Bob Lilly, who was terribly uh, interested in photography even when he was playing, he came to Las Cruces from 1984 to 1989 and had a photo gallery in Mesilla, which included both black and white and color darkrooms. So he came and lived here. Don Meredith moved to the Santa Fe area, and that's where he lived until his death. And Don Perkins lived in Albuquerque, and for a number of years, he worked for the state government. He was a constant watcher of both high school and college games at UNM. And he was really Mr. New Mexico in that he pushed New Mexico to everyone that he was around. And the charm of New Mexico was one of his favorite stories. Both Don Meredith and Don Perkins, after playing football, became commentators on television and radio. Don Meredith was noted for Monday Night Football, and Don Perkins did analysis work for both CBS Sports and ABC Sports, along with other television and radio announcing jobs. Since in high school and at the University of New Mexico, he played both offense and defense. 
he was equally able to analyze football games from both the offensive and the defensive line there. But football wasn't his only thing to do. From 1972 to 1985, he was the Work Incentive Program Director for the State of New Mexico's Department of Human Services. Don Perkins also served on some boards. He was on the executive board of U.S. West, a board trustee for the University Hospital, and as part of his advocacy work, he was a member of the Northwest uh, Mesa branch of the NAACP. Now, one of the changes that Don Perkins made with the Dallas Cowboys goes back to the days of race segregation. And at first, football players only roomed with their same ethnicity. He kept after coach of the Dallas Cowboys, Tom Landry, in that uh, at UNM there was no segregation and anyone could room with anyone. Upon reflection, Dallas Cowboys coach Tom Landry made that change. Coming from Waterloo, Iowa, he attended high school uh, that was very integrated in the fact they made him the senior class president while attending the school. In his four years at UNM, he made many lifetime friends, and I've run into many people over the years who have a Don Perkins story of how he helped athletes, also donated lots of his time and effort to many worthy causes over his lifetime. And I did meet him a couple of times, nothing to speak of other than shake hands, nice to meet you. Uh, he was a very soft-spoken and nice person. I worked at UNM for a number of years. Michael Swickert here, Enchanting People of New Mexico. Each Wednesday we do a podcast on people who are special to New Mexico. If you've got some name of somebody that you'd like me to do, you can write to me, Michael at FreshChiliCo.com, Michael at FreshChiliCo.com. Hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts if you would like to get them. I'm talking today about Don Perkins, who played football in the 1950s at the University of New Mexico and was on the first NFL Dallas Cowboys team when it was an expansion team. And he played in the Ice Bowl. I was saying that I'll talk a little bit about the Ice Bowl. Oh, man, was that, that was a tough time. It was New Year's Eve, 1967. They, it's the NFL championship. The winner got to go to Super Bowl II, the second Super Bowl. And that was played at a temperature of 68 degrees. And uh, instead, they were playing the Ice Bowl. And, uh, you know, it was in Green Bay, and boy, is it cold in Green Bay. The weather forecasters thought the winter storms would not hit until after the game, but as happens with many weather forecasters, boy, were they wrong. Uh, it hit, it hit very hard. It was about 20 below zero when the game started. You know, the referees couldn't use their metal whistles because... Uh, they wouldn't work, and they'd freeze to their lips if they had them in their hands. They had to just shout. Now, there was no halftime show because for the band that they had picked, uh, all of their instruments had frozen, so they didn't have it. The ground, even though they had a heating system, it didn't work, and the ground was completely frozen. The Nation watched. I was one of them watching at the time, a senior in high school watching. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys hung on to a small lead until the last 13 seconds of the game. And the Green Bay Packers with Bart Starr, he scored in a just amazing, amazing play there. 
It is still one of the most talked about football games, and New Mexico's Don Perkins was there. He got some frostbite on his fingers, but he didn't fumble. Got 51 yards on a very frozen, frozen turf there. So as we watch the two teams this Sunday in a climate-controlled building, I'll be thinking about Don Perkins, who played both offense and defense for the UNM Lobel, had a wonderful career with the Dallas Cowboys. He came to our little slice of paradise here in New Mexico, and he stayed the rest of his life here with us. I am ever so glad that his four kids and 11 grandkids as of 2021 are here in New Mexico. Now, Don Perkins died at age 84 on June 9th, 2021. His memory is still very much alive here in New Mexico for number 43 and as we every time we get near the Super Bowl or even football season you'll hear people talking about Don Perkins and the Ice Bowl because I I went and looked and uh, watched a little bit of it boy it was cold now over thousands of years our current chili pepper plants and the ancestor plants before them have flavored foods in our area in the last 120 years, chili peppers, due to the research done at New Mexico State University, have become a commercial crop. Over the years, the commercial chili pepper crops have spread to other states and into Mexico and other countries. Now, this is very important to understand the New Mexico chili pepper industry. When we ship oil and gas and somebody uses it, they can't tell it was New Mexico oil or gas. But you should know this, the taste of New Mexico chili is one of a kind. It's uniquely New Mexico, especially to the Hatch Valley area. There is a problem with the commercial chili pepper crops being grown somewhere else other than in New Mexico, and I'll tell you what it is. To sell their produce, some of these chili pepper growers in other states claim that even though their chili peppers were grown in another state or even in Mexico, they claim that uh, the chili is labeled as New Mexico chili because that's far more attractive to people, and it's not true. Me and many other people around here believe we can taste the New Mexico chili difference, and we prefer that New Mexico taste. When offered chili peppers from other places, you know what I do? I just say no. And just so you know, there is the New Mexico certified chili. It's a trademark with the certification. That way you know you're getting the real thing. Check it out at your grocery store or in a restaurant. You should see New Mexico certified chili with a trademark seal. And you can ask them if it doesn't have it. Uh, New Mexico businesses want to support New Mexico chili, and I'm sure they're glad that you're asking when, when that happens. Make sure it is New Mexico certified, because we want to make sure that we do certified. This is Michael Swickard with Enchanting Stories in New Mexico, brought to you by the Fresh Chili Company. Thank you for your time today. We'll always have lots of news and stories about New Mexico on these podcasts. If you have something or someone you would like me to talk about, write to me, michael at freshchilico.com, michael at freshchilico.com. Have a great rest of your day. Oh, yes, and eat plenty of that good Hatch Valley chili. Like I always say, some chili is good, more is better as long as it's Hatch Valley chili. Bye for now.